very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. I'm speaking with a man who has covered Kilkenny hurling throughout his entire career ahead of another All-Ireland final. But first, I'm chatting with a key figure from Wexford to digest the youth's season to date. I'm Sean Connolly, and this is Sportsbeat Extra. Five counties, one big sports show. Sportsbeat Extra. Kicking off this week with the beautiful game and our domestic giant in the region, Wexford Youths. A lot has happened in 2023, and we're only in July. I'm joined today by Ronan McCarthy, the head and communications at Wexford FC. Ronan, with a break in play until August 19, the U's find themselves lodged in sixth position. And I was an avid spectator. How would you assess the performances this season? Well, obviously, they're a bit off where they would really like to be in the league table. Um, but I'd have to say in recent months, the All-Ireland Cup has been a really welcome distraction. And it's been a great opportunity for the Wexford youths to to just sort of reset themselves, get into a new competition, you know, new grounds. And it's gone really well for them, in fairness, um, you know, getting out of the group of death against uh, P Mount Shelburne and Cliftonville was a really, really big achievement. And then going, you know, the full distance there against Galway, I think that's a, that's a good achievement as well, just getting knocked out on penalties. So obviously the first few months did not go as planned, um, but I think things are going to turn around now for the second half of the season. Prior to that, when you're looking at the season as a whole, it promised so much. You look at the club bringing in acquisitions such as player of the year Emily Corbett, of course Rihanna Jarrett, bolstering an already formidable squad. Where would you highlight the inconsistencies coming from? Is it a lack of clinical nature in front of the goal, injuries, or what would you think? I think injuries plays a big part of it. And look, it's something that's um, it's a spectre in women's sport constantly is, you know, how frequently you know serious injuries can occur. And it's certainly hit Wexford Utes um, once again this year. It's made, you know, the starting 11 a little bit hard to predict at times, you know, still missing out on uh, Ella Malloy, who's been such a key player for the player. Lauren Dwyer has been hit time. Um, so look, that's, that's you know, it's nearly a given in women's sport for dudes this year. Um, the addition of Emily Corbett, I think, is something that needs to be given a lot of time. Her quality cannot be questioned, um, being you know, league player of the year last season coming into a side, you know, with such talent in it as well. It's something that is going to work. But it's been a feature in Wexford Youth over that they're the established players and they're Murphy through the middle, Rihanna Jarrett up front. Um, where you fit in sort of the next attacker can often be a difficult question. Now Ella Malloy blossomed immediately with with, you know, her nature. Um, but from time to time it can be difficult to fit in another attacker. But I think maybe again in the next few months we'll see where Emily Corbett will fit into that attack. Focusing on management, Stephen Quinn stepped down following the 5-0 trashing by Shelburne. Brought to an end a two-year reign. Now there were so many positives during Stephen's tenure. Uh, How did that affect the dressing room with him walking away, do you think? I think it it was probably a very difficult one. Um, he was obviously somebody whose character and you know his style really fitted in well with Wexford Utes. Um, he was somebody who was deeply liked around the whole club by management, by players, etc. Um, but the, the the results at the same time, I don't think they really 
um, they allowed any, for any other you know scenario to play out. It was time for change, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Stephen will be deeply missed, I'm sure, by everyone at the club and still is. Um, and look, there, there were lots of highlights down the years as well, like that FAI Cup up in Tallow will live long in the memory as well. That was a serious achievement against a strong Shelburne side. Um, but look, at, I, I, I don't think, you know, Stephen or, or Wexford Utes could really question the decision that was made between the two parties. You touched upon the inaugural Avenir Sports Ireland Cup. Now that's going to be decided next weekend between Galway and Cliftonville and the showgrounds has been selected as the venue. Now it was so close to yet another piece of silverware as we said for Wexford losing out on penalties. In terms of the competition as a whole and how it can bolster the potential of even an all-island league in the future, just how good do you think it has been? This has been a complicated one, Sean. Um, Like it's... It's very difficult to find the exact right time for a competition like this because one of the ongoing things is that, you know, while we're on our, you know, our season break, um, the Northern Ireland competition is going to be ongoing. And then conversely, um, we also had the issue that Northern Ireland were going out to their friendly break before the World Cup while, you know, our league teams were ready to play. So the scheduling in this tournament has definitely been a challenge. I think the FAI have done really, really well to to make it work, you know, as elegantly as it possibly could be. Um, it's a huge leap, I think. And I think it's a bigger leap than people might think to, you know, amalgamate the two leagues. You know, there's the instant question around, you know, UEFA places, how that gets solved. I, I don't think anyone outside of Switzerland could answer that. Um there's huge complications as well, obviously with the additional travel involved, like, okay, it's, it's one thing for say Irish clubs. Okay. We travel, you know, the full length of the Island already. And, you know, the idea of, you know, adding say a club from Donegal, that wouldn't really be a problem. But if you're in the Northern Irish league, you've got a very, very small amount of travel to do. Um, it's a, you know, a small number of counties there. They're well established as having, you know, only a couple of hours maximum to travel. It's, you know, tripling their travel issues and complications. So I think there's a lot of really practical things to consider, as well as the bigger things around how, you know, the important things like European places will get structured. We do have the FAI Cup beginning at the end of August and a trip to DLR Waves in round one. Sites will surely be set on lifting the famous trophy for a fifth time, particularly after what the group have gone through this season. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, that's that's a real, um, really highly valued trophy in the women's league. It always has been. Um, you know, you think back to the early days of the competition when it was played in the Aviva, that really added a lot of prestige in the earlier years. And I think that still carries on through because you're playing in front of a packed Tallis stadium instead. That's um, absolutely, it's going to be a big, big target for the youths. I really do think um, you have to put a good value on how well they did in the Avenir Cup as well, knocking out Peamount, Shamrock Rovers and Cliftonville in, you know, a group of four where only one team's get out and Wexford to it. That's a big achievement. And go and that was a strong, strong Galway side as well, and only going out on penalties. So no, I think the cup format has long suited Wexford Utes. I think it's the exact same situation. And if they can go all the way to the final and lift this that really would turn around the whole year for the youths for me. I agree. And lastly, I do want to ask you, as a proud Wexford FC man, you obviously welcome the news of the youths playing under the FC banner from next season. 
but just how beneficial do you think this will prove to be in moving forward? I think it was probably a vital step really for the long term. Um, I mean, when you're thinking about your club, I think it's important to think well beyond, you know, just next year or just the year after that. You have to think of where do we want to be in 10 years? And the idea of having sort of two clubs with a a very sort of nebulous at times connection that was, you know, needed explanation. That was never the way to go. Because, you know, we come together. It's something that, you know, as somebody who's worked on both sides often at the same time, I'm very happy to see it come together as well. It simplifies everything from a fan perspective on a big way. And as well as that, there's such expertise on both sides that we can, you know, merge and bring together and have everyone working towards the same goals it's going to be massive um there's a lot to figure out in terms of you know um maybe how branding is going to work but look at i'm really really eager to see how things look then for next year for both sides ronan a pleasure as always i'll speak to you very shortly my friend tracking sport across the southeast as we prepare for the latest instalment of Hurling's Finest Day, we anticipate a repeat of last year's blockbuster between defending champions Limerick and perennial powerhouse Kilkenny. Now, for many, it's as you were for the Cats, but for others, an altogether peculiar feeling of a first Kilkenny final without the legendary Brian Cody as manager for 24 seasons. I'm delighted to be joined by the brilliant John Knox, a man who dedicated his life's work to covering the famous county. John, is there anybody surprised in Kilkenny that Derek Ling has guided his side to an immediate return? Um, I won't say surprised. Um, yes, there, there would be um, surprise in certain elements, but it's it's not surprised at the level of shock. Like, it's this is a count if you call it arrogant or call it just belief or call it what you like, but there would always be hope. And the, the, Derek actually picked up the ball from Brian Cody uh, when I say Derek, I mean Derek and his team picked up the ball from Brian Cody. They run very strongly with it. Like they got to the league final. Okay, they took a bit of a pasting there uh, from what was it, nine points beaten by Limerick. But I thought that was a good achievement. But winning the Leinster Championship then, albeit with a late goal from uh, Killian Buckley against Galway. Well, I, you know, they, once they won that match, I thought, yeah, this is this is good. This is the pressure is off now. The, the people need to be looking back now and, and saying longing for Brian. Not, not that his 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 legacy is there that can never be forgotten. It's super. We we all enjoyed. We got such such fun and such enjoyment and such pleasure and such everything from it. But once the boys, this the new group won a title. Now the monkey was off their back. The, the people couldn't say, ah, oh, they've won nothing yet. They haven't proven anything. When they won the Leinster final, that was it. And it, all, all bets, everything was open. Anything could happen. So there we are in the All-Ireland final. I know we only had to play one match since, but the progression has been strong. A decent league, got to the league final, although all we're beaten in it. Nicely through Leinster, won Leinster, did well against Clare last, last weekend. And it's... Uh, so it's when you say shock, mm, no, we're delighted to be there. And of course, Kilkenny being Kilkenny, they think everything is possible. And super team like Limerick, and I don't just say super team, but the record is shouts it. Uh, they still believe we still believe we have a chance, great chance. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you touched upon that game against Galway because I was going to ask as a spectator, 
it looked like the victory meant an awful, awful lot to players and management. And you have this idea throughout the country for years, particularly when Brian was there, that Leinster was only just Leinster and that the, the creme de la creme for Kilkenny was obviously above an HQ. But from the ground, was that moment one of those that has the potential to galvanise the younger group coming through? I think that's a fair summary. I, I was actually thrilled. And as I said, the, the way they won it then added to it. People look at Leinster and, um, and they, they compare the Leinster Championship to the Munster. Uh, how do you call it? The Munster Fireworks Championship, I suppose you could call it. <laughs> Fantastic championship, offers everything. Mon- Leinster is, <laughs> you know, it hasn't got the same boom, boom, boom factor but it's still an important competition, always important to Kilkenny to want to win it. And it was when when Galway joined the Leinster Championship a couple of years ago, a decade or whatever it was, it added to it, it added to the competitive nature of it. And it has always been an important competition for Kilkenny. And and it's important in the context of winning what it does in terms of your mentality, but it's, Equally important in so far as where it brings you straight into the All Ireland semi final, missing out in the quarter finals. It's a great competition. The way we won it this year then added to it. It was it was a new team behind the team. There was uh, people didn't know exactly where everything was going. They were hopeful. There was very promising signs, but. The way it was won, uh, Killian Buckley's late, late goal, you could, it, the players just couldn't hold back what was the feeling inside them. The fans couldn't hold back what the feeling was inside them. And I, if Kilkenny do uh, win this All-Ireland, or even if they don't, that was a vital, vital uh, event happening in the terms of the growth between the new management and the players. Like, a lot happens in training and behind closed doors. But in a wide open context, in, in, in public view, everybody saw what that meant, what it meant to the players and what it meant to the management. When it was all over, Derek Ling ran out onto the... Onto the he just let his feelings flow, ran out onto the pitch and... You know that was a, a public expression of what it meant. It would. It wasn't. It wasn't necessary. It wasn't necessarily beaten Galway. It wasn't necessarily the the the, the late goal. His someplace important together. That's now. Let's drive on. And as a man who's covered so many different sides, do you see many glaring similarities or differences in Ling's Kilkenny? Well, I be I. Of course, the same work ethic is there. Now, I thought, and Brian, I didn't just think it was there for everyone to see. He had his team that always worked very, very hard. Mm. Well, Derek's team, I thought the, the way they played against Clare last week was brought a, a little bit more forward, intensity, the pack, the hunting of the pack, the chasing. Like, the Kenny are more 
at ease playing the running game, taking the ball from the fence forward. And they mix, they mix it up a little bit more than we had been over the last decade and more since the running game came in. I think they're more at ease playing it now. I think they're, they know what they want to do and the game is more fluid. Uh, examples of that would probably be DJ back in the 21 or the 20 metre line defending last week. Um what's his name, uh, Mikey Butler getting the goal the previous week, been running up the field again last weekend, Hugh Lawler scoring a point. There seems to be more, the players have, there's a plan there, it seems to be more fluid. Go where you t- your instincts take you. Once, it, this, this was always a thing in Kilkenny, that once the players were on the field between the lines, they were, they were given... Uh, I won't say a free license, but they were they were always allowed the freedom of self-expression within context of the team, the team, how we say, the team plan. So I I think there's, that's that's what we're seeing now. There's a there's there's much more fluid, fluid can end up anywhere, but there's there's always a covering a covering um, player moving around. But it's it's good. So that's that's a change I think. They are more at ease with playing the short game and mixing it up, and players charging around the field to take up different options. It's, 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 there are there are serious changes, yes, subtle but serious. And when we speak about the youth, how impressed have you been with thirty-five-year-old TJ Reid in twenty twenty-three? <laughs> sure. What can you say about TJ? Like it's, uh, I read a piece about. Uh, I read it somewhere. I can't. I can't. Um, Recall where I read it, but that he himself and his his wife Neve brought in someone to help them with the child and to how their life would be with the child and sleep patterns. Like TJ is an elite sportsman. He approaches his hurling, his lifestyle as an elite sportsman. Like I remember back what, about 10, 15 years ago, TJ had a very, very serious knee injury that could have ended his career. But, like, he worked slowly in the back, and I think it took him the best part of a year to get back. But since since that, he has never relented. He has always wanted to be. He's not a, he's not a genius by accident. He's a genius by work by thinking about the game, by working on the game, by shaping his life around the game, because... This is it. This is like now he's the leading championship scorer. Like, and it's very possible he 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 will end up leading the championship score at the end of the year, Hayden. And but if he continues to play, yet nobody knows how much. But it's possible he 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 he'll set a, a record or a, a mark that may never be passed. So, if anybody saw his, we got what was it yesterday? We got the Kilkenny. Um, the the pen picks of the players, <laughs> TJ reads like a book. It's incredible the 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 list of what he has won. But the home, it's like every every day to go out is a new is a new chapter that was never it was never written was nobody ever did this before. It's incredible. And I I, I saw an interview with um, uh, Owen Cody afterwards, and there was the same flame about wanting to be. A high, a high achiever about him. So, what is the is is this rubbing off with him in the Shamrock? I'd say most definitely in the Shamrocks club. I'd say most definitely it is. But TJ is 
TJ is just one one of a kind. Absolutely. And when we speak about the semi-final clash with Clare, it was obviously far more competitive than the other last four tie turned out to be. But one moment in particular has captivated the country. How highly would you rate Owen Murphy's save in injury time? <laughs> when I saw when I saw it initially, it, it all happened so fast. There was no way anybody could appreciate it. You, you were in shock and on it. Mm. Every breath was nearly drawn draw, as people... <gasps> The DR factor, we nearly drew every breath out of Croke Park. But it was only when you saw it on the television afterwards, you could appreciate the genius of it, the magnificence of it. Owen is, Owen is there, one of, the, one of the very best, possibly the best. Like, and that's an county that had all the great Ollie Welsh, Noel Skeen, James McGarry, PJ Ryan, like, who were all men who have proven themselves on the biggest stage. But Owen is unflappable. He's one of these happy-go-lucky guys. But it's all about it's all about his 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 achievement is his hurling. He's is wonderful. I think he's going to be a very vital man in in the final. Not necessarily because of his shot blocking abilities, which which we know is fine. We have no problem with that. How he's going to deliver the puck outs. Like yeah. Galway had serious, serious problems with her poke outs in the second half against Limerick. Limerick set up a green wall on their half back line, wherever that was, be it on the 50 line, 45 yard. It was just a movable wall and they totally blocked out Galway, even allowing them to take the short poke out, not necessarily from their go- driving along from the goalkeeper. So, how can Kenny plan for that? Owen will be a central character, like, like Cluxton with Dublin. His kick outs. Are, are notorious, no, a notorious part, a very vital part of Dublin's restarting re, re, re of different players. Owen is going to be like that, but I, he's a good guy. He can he he can drop a ball. He can drop a ball into a hand. He can, his accuracy is super. His 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 as well his his long range shooting from freeze can be vital. The package Owen brings is incredible. So we're, we're blessed to have him. He's definitely up there among the very, very best. And finally, I'm going to put you on the spot. Will it be four in a row or a first since 2015? Who's going to take Liam? <laughs> well, right, let's be honest. And, and I, I, I'm not just saying it. Right now, right now, as we're speaking, Limerick are the best team in, in the country. Let's be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're sort of... They're able to win matches, incredibly close matches. They always find a way. They, and uh, going for the four in a row, I don't think that will be a factor in their mind. It's winning, winning, winning seems to, to be what they're about, like Kilkenny of, uh, before them. But well, Kilkenny got closer to them than I expected last year. I I I I didn't. I, you're while you're always hoping. I didn't expect this to be as close. I think we can be. I know I have to try and make up a nine point difference from the the league final. But the teams, the counties were in different places at that time. Limerick were closer to opening in the championship than Kilkenny. I think they were slightly ahead. Uh, we have to deal with their half their half back line because. Our, our half forward line didn't really work during the third quarter last Sunday. So we're going to have to try and get over that get over that obstacle somewhere. Hence, as I was saying to you about, about um, 
owns puck out. We'll go, Limerick will start, I think 99% of pundits will go for Limerick, which I think is, is understandable. But Kilkenny always believe. They always believe. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. That's everything for today. Keep your messages coming through our socials and your emails to sport at beat102103.com. It's been great to spend another Saturday evening with you all. Beat Anthems is coming right up. Tracking sport across the southeast. Sports Beat Extra.